Hey everybody, it's Real with Jordan and Demi. I'm Jordan Edwards, alongside Demi Ramos in Los Angeles, and today we've got Jamie Miller. You may recognize Jamie if you're in the UK from his appearance on The Voice UK. He's now signed to Atlantic and his debut EP is out now. What's going on, man? What's going on, guys? How's it going? Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Of course. Of course. So first question is, you're from Wales. You're a Welsh guy. Yep. Do you, do you have a Gareth Bale tattoo? <laughs> no, I don't have a Gareth Bale tattoo, but I grew up like 20 minutes from him, so it's pretty cool. Okay, so you you don't know him personally. You don't do you have him on on your phone or anything? You, do you guys chat? No, I don't. Okay. No, sadly not. Sadly not. Yeah. Oh, Snapchat. Okay. <laughs> Snapchat. <laughs> I wish. You never know. So, funny story, but we we had we were going to have you on about 30 minutes ago and your PR told us that you had to get a new luggage. So you just started yeah, my, your new your tour. Can you tell us what happened? So I was trying to get it out from the tour bus and I guess it got stuck on something. So like the zipper just went. So oh. I was just out trying to buy a new suitcase. <laughs> yeah, it would happen to me, but yeah, it is what it is. So how's the, you're on this tour with Jesse McCartney. Yeah. How's it Jesse going? McCartney, how's yeah, it's going really good. This is my first ever actual tour, so to be doing it in America is pretty pretty wild to me. But yes, yeah, it's, it's been going going good so far. I mean, I messed up on stage last two days ago because my pack cut out, so I had to like restart the show again, and do the song again. But it was all good. It was all good. I mean, it goes with it. That was my little moment of being like, okay, not everything goes smooth sailing, but it was fun. Is it weird to hear your songs being sung back to you? I mean, I think about, you know, how many millions and millions of streams that Here's Your Perfect has. And so by this point, people know it. And so is it weird <laughs> to hear them sing it back to you? Yeah, totally. This is like actually my first ever show in front of like a crowd since I put out all my music. So it's been, it's been pretty crazy to like look out into the audience and to like see people like sing my songs back to me for sure. I, I also feel like it's one of those moments where like you wait your whole life to do something like this um, and to just to see it come to fruition and see the people sing the songs back to you is pretty, pretty like mind blowing to be honest with you. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like when people think of touring, they think of glamour and they think of like the rock star life and all that. What are what's the reality of touring for you now that you just started? Like, what are the hardships, the true nitty gritty? Besides broken suitcases. Besides, Besides broken suitcases. <laughs> um, honestly, like me and my team who are in the room, by the way, say hey, what's up? What's up <laughs> <team>? <laughs> um, we look forward to getting showers. <laughs> like, so we have a we have a shower on the tour bus, but you're not really allowed to. <laughs> you're not allowed to use it, so. We look forward to having showers when we get to the hotel. That's our main thing we're really excited about. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's just. It, I think we just, we're just getting used to it. We're getting our feet wet. So, I mean, I, I feel like it's really exciting, but it's like the little things that matter most. Just like calling home, getting a pep talk. Like we have this little huddle we do before we go on stage. <laughs> don't we? Right? Once we go, like three musketeers. 
we all huddle each other like three musketeers, three musketeers. Oh, so, uh, yeah. so we have like our little rituals now. So yeah, it's been nice. it's been fun. Just like getting used to it. It's not as glamorous as people think. I mean, you, you're, well, until you're, you become like until you can get like the really baller tour bus with a shower you can actually use. That's when you know you made it when you have a tour bus with a usable shower. <laughs> I mean, you can use it, but there's like twelve of us on the tour bus. So okay, gotcha, gotcha. You recently sang your single last call on Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. And my question is, um, I want to take this opportunity. Can you tell us what it's like to perform a song on TV? Do you do you get a full proper sound check? Do you get like how how does that work? I mean, is it it's gotta be kind of nerve-wracking in that situation? No, yeah, we 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 definitely do have a sound check. I mean, I probably sound checked for like an hour before I actually went on stage. Oh, um, which was that was which was beautiful. That 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 glamour side of tv is it that like it is what it is like it, was, it felt very like glamorous and you have like the the room the snacks in the room before you go and sit on the show and i mean i've been a fan of kelly for so long so just to be able to debut on like my tv debut was on her show was absolutely incredible i love her so much so that was like really really awesome what is she like as a host as well like What's tell us the, the tea on that? She said, Tell us the tea. Um, <laughs> to be honest with you, I didn't really get to meet her. Um, it was basically there was like little gifts in my um changing room, but because like this, so my set wasn't on the actual set of her show because there were so many running things, so I didn't get to meet her, which was a bit disappointing. But I, I, I mean, I love her. She sent me a little note, and she's just a she's a beautiful person, so. She's she's the best. I feel like you, the Kelly Clarkson you see on TV is just the, the Kelly Clarkson we get. So she's amazing. Demi loves hosting, so like like one of Demi's dreams is to have like a Kelly Clarkson type TV show. So. Oh, yeah. Demi! Coming soon. Coming, Coming soon. soon. Let's go. Well, the, the joke we said was that because because Ellen Ellen's show was was ending that you know we could just take over Ellen's studio while she, when she, after she yeah, leaves. That's yeah, that's like I'm going to get over. Yeah, like, just walk in there. Be like, hey, guys, I'm not using this for anything anymore. Over. Demi, yeah. what's your last name? Ramos. Ooh, Demi Ramos. That's a great, it's a great host. It's now. a great host name, right? <laughs> Guys, <it's blushing. laughs> Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. And you got to have the little, the little cards with your name on the back, like the little note cards when, you, when you're doing oh, the show. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Um, Absolutely. Now, Jamie, your your EP you just released, uh, "Broken Memories." I guess it's been out uh, a few weeks, a couple weeks now. Um, some yeah. of it is new, some of it is previous singles. So I'm assuming you're working on um, a full, proper debut album at some point. Um, do you have time or energy to write, record demos, whatever, while you're on tour? Well, whilst I'm on tour, I don't think that's possible just because there's so many running running aspects to it. But I've actually been in the studio uh, a, a lot before I came on the road. And I feel like we've been trying to get the album one lockdown before before I started. So we've, we've, we've actually got a lot of songs coming for, for the debut album, which is really exciting. Um, but no, while I'm on tour, writing's a no-go. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm just trying to get to the next place. <laughs> So with your project, with how involved are you in the writing? Because I know with major labels, they want you to collaborate. They want you to work with the best writers and the best of everything. How involved are you in the songwriting? To be honest, before Here's Your Perfect, I wasn't I wasn't involved in my writing before Here's Your Perfect. I think they really wanted to like try to see if they could like 
mold me into like this perfect pop star and I feel like it just wasn't working the way that they had hoped um so I really wanted to put here's your perfect that which is like the first song that I, I I wrote and it was like the kind of the song that changed my entire life so ever since here's your perfect I've been involved in the writing process and I won't accept any songs that have been written for me I just want to be I want to be I want to tell the, my story my way so yeah keep I want it, people keep... to fall in love with the version of me that they think I am so well that's such a baller move too that you're like you're like the first one I ever did was like got 300 million streams just like you know <laughs> So, but I, I feel like nowadays, I feel like people see through authenticity. And sometimes if it's not real, I feel like fans, especially nowadays, they're just like, mm, nah, this is not this is not Jamie or this is not whoever it is. So, Well, I feel like I, there's, I there's, there's so many interviews, like like the one we're doing now and so many articles. And, yeah. and because you have so many social outlets between, uh, you know, uh, TikTok and Instagram and everything, that everything's so transparent now. You can't kind of BS your way through being a pop singer. No, yeah, no. There's no way, and I feel like expect like you said, this music is so accessible now. Like with TikTok and Instagram and whatever the social media people use, I feel like if 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 you're not being real, then they just move on, which is how just life is right now, you know. Yeah. Do you yeah. like dread the social media thing? I feel like artists either dread it or they're like super on TikTok. They love it. They love making content. What's your? I feel like the. I feel like the artists that love it. Are the artists that like do it well and i feel like the artists that like don't like it it's just like sometimes it's just really hard to get onto the, like the for you page on tiktok and i feel like sometimes you it comes to a point where you're like am i creating art because i love the art or am i creating art so it hits the algorithm um for me i i i love it i i definitely do love that aspect of it it's a bit defeating sometimes when something doesn't go as planned or your way or like you thought this was going to be bigger than this one or this one's going to be bigger than this one but at the end of the day like i i just love music so much and i I do it for the art and all the other busy stuff comes with it so i just mean take it take it each day it is tough though sometimes for sure. yeah because you know you got to do the first photo has got to be 0.4 seconds the second photo has got to be 0.2 seconds the third photo has got to be like that stuff is that stuff is crazy um, yeah it's mad <laughs> it's yeah it's so it's not today as like every artist or any business like business person it's like you're expected to also be content creators it's just yeah. it's isn't that wild to think about like me and jordan talk about this all the time it's like whoa we have to have a podcast and we have to make content for the podcast too it's wild yeah it is weird and i feel like sometimes that's what i'm saying about so, there's so many things going on at once like so it does get overwhelming. Even for you guys, like you said, you're doing a podcast and like then you have to come up with like artwork for the podcast and like things like teasers for the next. I'm like, I wish things could be just be like, hmm, like just let us see how it like, goes. But I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But. yeah. So another thing you got going on is you've got a a song, you, you're featured on a, a K-drama, a Korean drama. Yeah. How did that, how did that come about? Did you have anything to do with that? Or was it just like a licensee thing that your song ended up on, on this show? No. So, uh, here's your perfect actually went number one in Asia last year. And I guess yeah. through that, they wanted like a familiar, um, voice for a K drama. And I was like on it, like that they even thought of me, but not nah, that they, the K drama team reached out to my team and asked if I would do it. Um, and then, yeah, I was like, yeah, hell yeah, this is like an amazing opportunity. And I would just love, I'm a huge fan of Jung Hyun and Jisoo who are a part of it. So 
And this, and you recorded an original song. They didn't take one of your previous recorded songs. You like did songs specifically for the show. Yeah, yeah. So a song was previously written already for from their side. Um, oh, okay. And I just went, I just went in and and I rewrote it. So that's a classic like soundtrack story. That's what it used to be like in the eighties. They would have a song and they'd be like, "Who would be perfect for this song?" You know, could we get you know? Whoever? <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. No, it was it was an amazing opportunity, and I I love being a part of it. So that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about you have an amazing crop of hair going on, dude. I need, like, a, I, I need a haircut, man. I'm like, I mean, it looks it looks cool. It looks effortless. Is, yeah, it, is it effortless, or is it or is there like a lot of work that goes into that whole? I know this right now is shower hair, and I'm I'm looking to go get a haircut right now in Detroit. I'm like, I need to like get a haircut. I appreciate that's, it. That's an, that's another like aspect of tours, finding local things to, to shop or to get something done. Um, yeah, yeah. Have you had have you had time? I mean, I know you just started this tour a couple of days ago, but um, have you had time to kind of explore? Do you have time like in the afternoons to explore the city or to go, you know, hang not, out or not, anything? Not really. No, nah. I feel like we, we just went a little bit of shopping right now in Detroit, but I feel like it's raining outside right now. So we're not wanting to go out and explore right now. But I want to ask you a question. Is your hair natural or how long did that take you? Me and Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy's got the more impressive hair. Uh, don't defer the question. I asked you. So yeah, so this, so I really like wavy. This so this is this is a bedhead, but I like what I do. Here's my here's my glam routine: is I put pomade in it, and then I leave it in for a day, and I sleep in it, and then it kind of gets kind of messy and kind of like a little bit matted, a little bit like rock and roll. Like I don't care enough to really put effort into it, but okay, you know, cool. I feel like we're kind of on the same wavelength here. You know, same wavelength, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, hair bros. <laughs> hair bros. And then there's some people saying, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jordan, pomade. What? Pomade is like uh, P O M A D E. It's like it's like a men's. I guess they have it for women too, but it's just like a men's, um, like a little, like kind of like a a gel type thing you put in your hair <laughs> he's selling yeah. it it's like a gel type thing that you put a in gel your hair. type thing i don't know yeah <laughs> it's like yeah, it's yeah. like it's like it's like a textured mousse yeah it's like a thick mousse yeah yeah and it stays in your hair you're getting some insight here yeah there we go some insight here i don't Bless know you. You we oh i thought you're gonna sneeze mm. no mm. <laughs> one thing i wanted to go over though was you know coming from you know welsh and making it, you know, to LA, like you're, you're based here now, you're doing your thing, you're signed with the major label. Who's actually how, asking you for money back home? <laughs> how, do, well, how do the people that you grew up with or your inner circles from home or your family, how are they taking this new life of yours? You know? I, I think, I think it's pretty weird, weird for my friends back home. I stay in contact with with a few people from back home, um, friends-wise, just that I, I always had a small circle of friends, so I feel like by now they're a little bit used to it. My family still like don't really understand it. They're like, "Whoa, this is like really cool." Um, but I went, I went from a normal, normal day job. I was in a call center uh, for two years, and then I went on a TV show, and then pretty much after the TV show, my life just literally just went from it would just kind of change real, really overnight, and. I feel like it was just one of those moments that I feel like I, I felt like I was growing up enough to like take on the chats, but there's been a, 
there's been a few like risks that I've had to take, like move, like moving over to the other side of the world and stuff like that. I feel like those are like risks that that I paid off, but at the same time were hard in the moment. So I've always, I, like me and my family are so close, and I speak to them every day. So I don't feel like it's they they they're very much involved with it too. Yeah, I mean, you were on the voice and so you had kind of the, the it was kind of a nice ramp up because when you start on the voice you're kind of anonymous no one knows who you are and then as you go proceed through the round you become more well known so it was yeah. kind of an uh you know an a steady rise i guess um yeah uh, especially in the uk i feel like the uk is like obviously much more smaller than america um so i feel like it is it's, it's much more prominent in, in in the uk when people are like voting and wanting you to get through to the next next stages and stuff so I, I mean i was really young i think i was 18 when i was on the show and i was like my first ever like appearances in front of a crowd in terms of like going on tv so it, it was kind of scary but it was it was an amazing stepping stone in my life so i i'm forever grateful for it do you ever get homesick um i i don't i don't really get homesick I, I miss my family a lot but i feel like being in america for the past four years i feel like i've created such an amazing life with like amazing friends and amazing group around me that I feel like this feels like home. Um, and my, my family come out and visit whenever they can. I, they're, they're flying over to my LA show, which we're, in, we're ending the tour in Los Angeles. So they're, they're coming over for that. Yeah. I hope that they wear like, when they come over to, over to LA, they wear like sunglasses and Hawaiian <laughs> shirts and they're like, you know, this is great. Cause it must be, what is, I, I, there, you know, in America, Wales, we don't know a whole lot about it. I think mm -hmm. that part of the UK, most people know more about Scotland than Wales. Uh, yeah. is my mum and dad are Scottish. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So what I was that like culturally? I, when I think of, uh, you know, uh, Scottish people, I think of, of football and, and haggis. Was that kind I know, of, I know, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Like what was that like growing Wales, up in that situation? Wales is very much rugby based. Like we're like everybody's rugby and like sports driven and, very just like everybody goes to office jobs and like i feel like for me that wasn't really what i wanted to do i loved scotland though like going to scotland like every we used to go to like maybe four times a year and my mom and dad are really scottish so whenever they told me off like you said haggis they'd be like jimmy stop that man they'd be like this that was so glaswegian man they shouldn't like stick in fiona and they're so good at it like i just love it. whenever i used to get told off growing up I couldn't take them seriously. They're like, Jimmy, get up the stairs, new. <laughs> yeah. I just couldn't take them seriously. Jimmy, it's so funny. Yeah. It's funny that, like, That's so funny. And it's funny that that idea that, that the most famous Scotsman now is Shrek. <laughs> like the Scottish person. Literally. Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy, don't care. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy, I know you've been to London, but you've never been to Scotland, have you? I never been to Scotland, no. Um, but you know, all the accents, you know, Americans, we love all of them equally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All the accents yes. are great. My my friends don't know don't really understand my mom and dad sometimes and they'll be my mom and dad will be speaking to them and my friends will be like and I'm like, they're asking if you're doing okay. <laughs> and my friends are just like <laughs> yeah. so funny. You're Jamie, you're you're signed to Atlantic, you're on a major label. What was that process like going from the voice to a major label? Because a lot of people nowadays, uh, 
you know, they really struggle after they're on a competition show to get their career going, you know, getting the, the, the label deal they want and that kind of thing. How did yours come together? I feel like for me, um, I have, I have an amazing manager. So that was first step was getting a good manager who I'm still with now, five years later. Um, and he gave me an, he got me like an amazing deal and stuff like that. Um, at first it was pretty tough. I'm not going to lie. I, I didn't really have much to say in terms of songwriting. So I was in the studio 24 seven working with people that obviously were amazing and prominent, but I just didn't find my sound for a long time. And I'm like, looking back, I'm like, how do you take a kid from Wales on a TV show, take off the TV show and then be expected to like write a hit? It was just like, it just wasn't like coming together all that quick. So it took, took a couple of years to like actually like, get my mold going and I think it I think being with a label was was is, is amazing but at the same time it's like also hard just to be like at the beginning stages is definitely difficult but now it's now it's been amazing so finally found my, found, found my niche with the pressure of just like I mean in anything that you do in life that's like you're starting something big and you know it's like there's a lot on you what do you do to kind of like you know, regulate yourself and cope with like any kind of pressures or that come your way. Cause I know, I know it gets crazy. Yeah. I, I, I say just surrounding myself with good people. I feel like, especially after he's a perfect, I feel like there was pressure like, Oh, you need to write another big kit now. You need to write another <laughs> one of these. And I feel like, I feel like if you think like that, then you lose love in the art. And I know that sounds really cliche, but it's true. Like I don't, obviously everybody wants a number one and everybody wants hundreds of millions of streams every song but sometimes it's just like it's not about that i like sometimes it's about like do you connect with this story i'm not writing a song to make a hundred million streams but i'm writing a song because that that's close to my heart as cliche as it sounds and i want to i want to put it out music that means a lot to me regardless if it's going to get 10 million streams fifteen thousand streams or 100 million streams like i feel like that's why i do music and i feel like that's why people should do music is because they have a story to tell one thing that separates you in my mind from other singers, you know, cause there are a lot of singers who, who, who can belt out these great heartfelt ballads and, and love songs and breakup songs. You have a little bit higher voice than some of the other singers who are kind of <laughs> in your vicinity um, sound wise. Did you, how did you, um, first of all, did, did you sing at a young age where you were people singing in church when you were three years old or did you find <laughs> your voice later in your teens? I've definitely always, always sang. I didn't sing in church. I like it's always like loved gospel music. But I grew up on like Michael Jackson, Aretha Franklin, and like the greats and Donny Hathaway. And like my mom and dad used to Donny play. Donny Hathaway, like, nice, nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. So my mom and dad used to like play that around the house, and I feel like I just always loved, always loved that kind of music. I feel like my voice being high. I don't know. It's just I don't. Yeah, there's don't nothing to do about that. Music. But yeah, so. Um, but I just, I just love that soul kind of music. Yeah. Yeah. There is something about, uh, British people from, from that part of the, they, they love American soul music. They always have. Yeah. Always. That's really cool. I mean, even going back to, you know, the sixties and seventies, like Led Zeppelin and all those rock bands were like based off of blues and soul, you know, like they, they kind of got that from when you're in, when you're in your hometown, are you 
famous where you can't walk around without people recognizing you or can you kind of still be anonymous when you're back home in wales <laughs> no i can still be anonymous for sure um <laughs> i feel like it, i feel like I feel like there's so many famous people now nowadays. I don't think, even in LA, I don't think people get excited anymore. Like, oh yeah, LA. You know, I swear yeah. I went I went hiking the other night in uh, Runyon Canyon, and I swear I was like walking past people. I was like, "Are you from something? Are you from? I feel like you're from something. Like, isn't that like that's totally like an LA thing? As you walk past people, and you're like, "You're from something." Yeah. First off, I love Runyon Canyon. That's my favorite hike to do in Los Angeles. Maybe I'll ski around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but no, no, no. It's like I feel like even play, honestly, places like this in Michigan and Cincinnati, hundred percent. But I feel like just Wales has a different mentality when it comes to stuff like that. So it's never, it's never a problem going home. Yeah, that's the way Demi is. Demi's famous, uh, but in the Bronx, she can just walk around, and you know, no one knows who she is. Here we go, Demi. Let's go. <laughs> I'll take a picture with you, Demi, if I show you yeah. on the street. Yeah. I got to tell a funny story. Can I tell the story about the purse, Demi? You got, you guys. I can't with you do. So with the Demi hair, I, the jokes. Demi, Demi and I were doing some. Demi's in a band, and and we take photos sometimes, you know, so she can use them for Instagram or whatever. And we're doing some photos um, outside in Westwood, really nice neighborhood, lots of like quaint trees and bushes and stuff like that. Oh, um, no, I live in Westwood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this. Um, we're taking pictures and we heard this girl go, are you a model? And Demi goes, yes. And, and this girl walks over and says, can I get a picture? And Demi thinks that this girl wants her to take a picture of her in front of this bush or whatever. But instead she hands Demi a purse and is like, this is my brand and starts taking her photos. So you can get like free, like, content for her i thought she wanted me to take a picture of her because like, yeah, that's you know, what i thought take... too yeah yeah I, I, you, yeah. you reached for her phone and then like, she was girls. like no i want a picture of you <laughs> oh, and then man. she starts crumbling around on the phone and hands it to me she's like you're better at this you're a professional you should take it so all of a sudden we're doing <laughs> free content for this girl's like purse brand so and which was like totally an la thing that was totally an la thing Wow, did you get did you the get the royalties from like it? A giant watermelon, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> like it was like a woven. It was it was it's like a crocheted watermelon purse, which it was. was you, are you are you you're a pretty fashionable guy, Jamie? Do you do you? I know people probably send you clothes and you have a stylist and stuff like that. But how much are you into fashion and and the way you look besides like your stage outfits? Um, honestly, when I'm in the daytime on tour. Not fashionable at all. I got an Ohio shirt on with a little shirt over top. But no, mm -hmm. I love, I love, I, I love fashion. I love fashion a lot. I feel like it's it's complementary to like the art and stuff like that. So I feel like it's, it's a way that people can express themselves for sure. Um, but at the same time, I'm just like a simple fashion guy. Like maybe like black tee, skinny jeans, nice little boots. But at the same time, I'm just like it's just nice to express yourself in fashion. Sometimes. You say you say skinny jeans. You're you know the the baggy stuff's coming back. The baggy stuff is coming back. Yeah, I, I have I have, mixed feel, I have mixed feelings about it. Demi has embraced it. Demi's got this this like she was wearing these these baggy cargo jeans or these baggy <laughs> carpenter jeans the other day, and and so you're not you're not going to go the full baggy. You you like the more slim fit. Yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna go the full baggy, but I mean, I'm gonna try it out in some places. But I feel like the skinny jeans are for me. Have you ever considered modeling? No, I'm not a model. 
<laughs> I'm sure. Well, like, have you've gotten brand offers to do like promo, like branded content for clothing brands and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely like branded, branded stuff. But I'm gonna leave the models up to the models. Them the real, models. the real models. The models. The models. Yeah. 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 <laughs> do you do a lot of the branded content? Do you enjoy that kind of stuff? Do you? Uh... Right now, I'm just focusing on the music. Um, definitely comes in sometimes, but I'm just like. I would rather focus on the music rather than trying to be an influencer right now. But, yeah. And your plans after tour, like, okay, what can we expect from you, like, musically? Because, I mean, it sounds like you've fallen in love with songwriting, you yeah. know? And, you know, after taking that, the project into your own hands a little bit more, you know, yeah. with that one song and and kind of been given the, the leeway to, to write now, how excited are you about getting back in there yeah i'm excited i i, I mean the projects i'm looking for i'm thinking doing an asian tour uh after, mm. after yeah because that's where you're be, popping off at is is you big in asia big in asia fingers crossed that that when i go over there we can sell out some shows but no that's the plan right now to go to asia put out album one hopefully by the end of this year start of next year and just like just carry on doing doing the thing like keep grinding and meeting people and just like going out and like having a good time on the road. And I feel like sometimes with that is like struggles, but I, I think always finding uh, pain in the beauty, uh, finding beauty in the pain, you know, like sometimes like that. You're laughing yeah. at me. <laughs> <laughs> but like, they're like, what are you guys up to? We're just, we're just, we're, we're just, uh, well, so this is Heather. She's my keyboardist. So she's just chilling Hi. on my phone. And then Gabe is over here doing the, Tour vlogs. <laughs> oh, you got it. You got the tour vlog going on. Yeah. yeah. Are you documenting the tour? Are you doing any kind of vlog or, or documentation of? Because this is your first tour. Yeah, we're doing we're doing some documentation of for sure. He's just following me around. Everything I do. Yeah, this will be for your Netflix documentary in twenty years. <laughs> Fingers. Yeah. It's open. If Netflix still exists in twenty years, I guess there's that's <laughs> yeah. There'll be something else, right? Yeah. So we'll let you go here in a second, but Demi mentioned, you know, getting back after tour, like, you know, getting back into the songwriting and the recording. Now that you've had some time to, you know, you had a couple weeks with the EP, uh, which was, you know, a mix of old and new stuff. Um, yep. What musical direction are you going to take that's different? Because you, it's, it's, it's a, it's a tough balance after your first EP because, on one hand, you want to make music that people are familiar with. That's not like super crazy because you haven't even put out a full album yet. But on yeah. the other hand, you don't want to just do like, here's your perfect part two and part three and part four, you know? So, so yeah, what, what's I, the sound going to be like? I don't know. I feel like I'm some, I feel like there's like, I lost myself in loving you. He's your perfect. and all that. I like the slow ballads. I feel like the EP is like a, definitely a good mix of like the sound that I want to go for as an artist, but album one, um, there's definitely going to be like nostalgic vibes from back in the day in yeah. into album oh, so one. So like, maybe some synthesizers, some kind of like 80s, 90s kind of sounds to it? Yeah, yeah, and stuff like um, Howie Day, like those kind of songs. Oh, okay, um, okay. Even the best fall down yeah. yeah. Didn't Howie Day? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we yeah. a long time ago, I don't know if you know the singer-songwriter, Rabel. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, Rabel, Rabel wrote yeah. um, I'll Hold You to One of My Songs With Me, I'll Hold You To A Roll. Okay, so there you go. That was, that was what I was going to say. Well, the reason I bring up Rabel is that Rabel, when we had him on the show, 
was very yeah. much into that early 2000s, like, or 2000s singer songwriter, like the Frey and Jason Mraz and that kind of like, you know, that kind Absolutely. of vibe. So, yeah. Yeah. I feel no, like I that's, love all that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's you're 24, right? So you would have been a little kid when that stuff was popular. So it's kind of ingrained in you a little bit, I think. Yeah, no, absolutely. Those are like the songs that are on my playlist right now. Um, yeah. Grew up with that stuff. So that was that's that's definitely a big influence on my music. Like Adele is also a huge influence on on album one. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to put that out. But can let the EP do what the EP does and then yeah, we're like, we're like, the EP's out. What's next, Jamie? Yeah, what is what next, are you doing now? What's, what's coming up? Yeah. Uh, well, and is there anything that you listen to that people will be surprised? Do you listen to like death metal? Do you listen to like. Really, I like- am the biggest, biggest, biggest country fan ever. Oh, wow. I really? love I love me some country. Like, so, yeah. Do you like who's your favorite? Who, what kind of what kind of country do you like the kind of more outlaw country or do you like the more like you know I chill love, country? I love like Rascal Flats is my favorite band. I, I gotta say I listen to their albums on repeat every single night without fail. Um, I love them so much. Well, they, well the, the songwriting is great there. Rascal Flats can write a really. I mean, they've had a million hits, so that's that's a, a million, good model. Yeah, Rascal Flats. I love uh, Carrie Underwood. Um, I love Shania Twain. Gabby Barrett. Is is there such thing as a Welsh country singer? Do you know any Welsh country singers? I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. Because no. the, they're on the, the only... <laughs> album yeah. one, Jamie Miller. The yeah. 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 <laughs> what you need is like a picture of you. The album cover would be like you on a horse with a yeah. cowboy hat, but you're in Wales, not in Texas. That's like the <laughs> cover right there. Yeah. Absolutely. Because the only the only non-American country singer I think of off the top of my head is Keith Urban, who's Australian. But Wales so. is a little bit it, Wales is very um rural. Country. No. Yeah. Yeah. So it makes a lot of sense oh. why you would like music because you connect to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The open plains, the open space. The open yeah. space with the grass yeah. and the fields. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jamie, we will let you go. Thank you so much for joining us on this real journey. I uh, appreciate it. Good luck on the rest of the tour. Uh, you're on tour with Jesse McCartney through, I guess, the middle of June or something. Uh, yeah. For a while there. It's like yeah. a six-week tour. Yeah. So yeah. look at your calendar, see if he's coming to your town. And look out, uh, listen to Broken Memories, the EP, and look out for any new uh, music that comes out later in the year. So we, we look forward to what you have going going on down, down the road. <laughs> Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Nice to meet you, Demi. Yeah. All right. We'll talk to you later, Jamie. See Bye, guys. Show. We'll cut him off. We, we haven't done that in a while. We haven't cut off a guest we are trying to say bye in a while. That was Jamie Miller. His, his uh, new EP, Broken Memories, is out now on Atlantic Records. Uh, that was fun. Uh, it's it's always fun to talk to a singer-songwriter. I know we talk about rock and roll a lot, but I like, I like the pop side of things sometimes. Yeah, the pop guys are always fun, too, to talk to. Like Kate and, you know, yeah. like the pop guys. We love the pop guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, guys. That'll do it for us. If you want to see more of us, go to uh, popdust.com for all our previous episodes. And you can stream, of course, on iHeartRadio, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And you can watch clips and previous episodes on YouTube and Facebook and TikTok and everywhere else that you stream content. So until next time, we'll see you later. Bye.